0: This is a SHOCK podcast. SHOCK. The C Word with Callista. You know, there's not many guests that come on the show that I don't know where to begin with. But Hira just has so much going on. Winning music awards in America, performing all over the world, a student of Harvard University. And she just made prestigious annual list of Malaysia's most successful 40 under forty. Did I miss anything
1: Thank you so much for the lovely introduction Callista <laughs> great to be here
0: What is going on in your life like how do you have time to do anything? <laughs> a really great team.
1: I don't do it alone. It's a lot of people's efforts behind the team with starting Ascendance, becoming an international youth movement, and then also working on music. So it's really like 100 people behind the team. You just see me.
0: Well, before we dive into all of that, first of all, Hira, welcome to The C Word.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Such an honor.
0: (gasps) I am so excited to talk to you because um, we are actually friends on Facebook, right? Yeah. And for the past, I don't know how many months, Every single time you pop up on my feed, it's like you're doing something completely different. Thank you. (laughs) So... How, yeah. how does that work? Like, how do you go from being a creative to an academic to, I know you said you were working on...
1: Yeah, I've co-founded a youth movement called Ascendance, where I was formerly their chief operations officer. And then uh-huh. now I've kind of like stepped down to let the younger people in the team lead. So I'm like the advisor.
0: The younger people like you. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 23. The younger people is what, 12 years old? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, what was I doing at 23? I don't even remember. (laughs) Wait a minute, you're not 23? You look so young. (laughs) I unfortunately am not 23. (laughs) But yeah, you've been doing so much. It's crazy. Like, how do you even find time to do all of this and like not get overwhelmed with it all oh we
1: get overwhelmed all the time (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. how many people are on your team
1: in the team there's like about 50 to 100 people about 50 gen z's alone that means these are students who are 8 to 20 years
0: old Mm -hmm. and then the
1: balance of us are like gen y's and (laughs) adults who are helping the youngsters
0: Okay, does it get confusing to kind of switch between being in front of the camera and being behind, being the musician and then being the student? Does your brain kind of get jumbled sometimes? Like, oh, where am I today?
1: Not really. I mean, yes, I think it's tricky for me to switch between classes. So like mm. this semester, I'm doing ESG reporting and marketing management, which is two things that are completely out of my comfort zone. I was like, am I taking the right course? <laughs> so it, it is very overwhelming. Even there, my my course mates who are ESG professionals they're really helping me out to adjust uh, getting me up to speed with all the reading I'm like oh my god what did I sign up for but it's a fun experience because I think I enjoy learning. And when you are having fun, no matter how tricky the challenges are, you'll get through it.
0: I think that's actually a really good point to make. Like, as long as you're having fun, I feel like a lot of people, they choose subjects when they want to go to uni because, oh, I heard that's what we should be doing. Or my parents want me to do this. I always feel like you should choose something that, number one, you're good at. (laughs) And number two, that you enjoy. And then, you know, uni life won't be so bad, right?
1: For me, how it works is each semester anything like my final projects for each semester often end up becoming my real life or projects as well so like last semester i took techno musicology which was the coolest thing ever and i got for my final project i got to produce a song a theme song for a conference but i ended up selling it for a conference theme song so it's like whoa win-win so
0: when did you start okay let's let's wind it (laughs) back let's let's wind it back so when i first met you online yeah It was because you dropped your debut single, Feel Alive, which we ended up playing on hits. Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: And the rest is history, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: a really good song. At what age did you start doing all of this?
1: Oh, um, so at 14 years old, I met this social business incubator called ET Ideas. It's not like I was a very happy, like, oh my God, let's make my dreams come true kind of 14 year old I was the 14 year old who's like super emo and and <laughs> I was really sad Disney had not called my house and made me the next <laughs> Hannah Montana I was so disappointed but in this all fairness to Disney it's not like I ever posted a cover on YouTube I refused to start a YouTube channel I didn't I didn't believe in Instagram so I was like the exact opposite of what my ambitions were but I'm glad that my mom and sister they went ahead and they're like you know you would really benefit from this like you know you have people who believe in your dreams and I was like nah I want to watch TV because I, I was 14 <laughs> and then but after a while they kind of like bribed me with cake they were like you know I'm a huge foodie they were like you know there's like a cool bakery across the event you can just hang on the bakery I was like that sounds great but till this day I've not made it to the bakery because the, oh moment, my gosh. <laughs> the moment I stepped foot into ET Ideas it was like a whole new world it was the first time when I told people I wanted to become a singer, I didn't get that look. I'm I'm sure for all of okay. you who's listening, if you've ever wanted to be a, in a creative arts or in, not in those uh, typical jobs, you would get that look. Like, mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to be a singer?
0: I feel like everyone who has any kind of dream has gotten that look. Like yeah. even if you like for your, your movement, people yeah. are going to be like, mm, OK, yeah.
1: like, you know, like it's people passion. always no, do it's, that. It's a hobby. It's not a career. That's what I used mm-hmm. to get a lot. Until I met my mentors at E.T. Ideas who were like, okay, let's make it happen. What songs have you written? And then I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't written any songs. (laughs) I haven't done anything. So it's really like from ground zero working on it bit by bit. So... It started by just hanging out with them, hanging out with successful people really changes the way you think. Slowly my viewpoint changed, I started working on my passion and that got me really excited about life. Then I started doing like well in my studies and that's how Ascendance came about because me and my co-founders felt like, you know, if we had the opportunity to first discover our passion and get to work on it, we should give this same opportunity to every other youngster. And originally we thought we couldn't do it, we thought maybe let's st- let the adults handle it and then we realized... Our generation sometimes has like a disconnect. Mm -hmm. So we realize the best people to talk to our generation would be... So now I realize I'm no longer the hour of our generation. It's been seven years since I founded Ascendance. So that's why.
0: (laughs) Okay, I feel like it's not like you are no longer part of that generation. (laughs) It's just that you started so early. Yeah. It feels like you've been there too long. But I think, you know, to your credit, like you can definitely still relate to the youth, you know, to the the people who are going to take over and and all of that. And you still have a say because it's not like you're like... Yeah, yeah. No. You know like <laughs> they're going to be like, "Ah, oh, what does this boomer know?"
1: <laughs> uh, but on the bright side, they do prefer hearing a fellow 12-year-old who's going through the pandemic with them. And that's why Ascendance's belief is like the young must lead. Like they're going to be the most relatable to their peers. Like I can, I'm pro, I could relate. But like I don't know if you remember, but back if you flash back to when you were like 11, someone in their 20s seemed incredibly scary and like ancient. that's true. So,
0: like- yeah, and I was not <laughs> hanging out with like the kind of people you were hanging out with. I was definitely <laughs> hanging out with 11 year olds. So
1: yeah. So from that passion of working on music alongside with ascendance. I think we grew as the years grow on. So you see like, oh my god, what are you doing in this past few months? And it's crazy, but it's been a culmination of effort over the past seven years.
0: Mm -hmm. And you did win music awards in the US. Like, how did that happen?
1: I don't know. It was pretty cool. (laughs) So so they just (laughs) sent you an
0: email being like, hey, you've been nominated for this?
1: No, one of the things is like with music awards, you submit it to it. Okay. But I honestly never like imagined anything would happen to a little old me in Kuala Lumpur. So like to see your name pop out under nominated, I was like, "What? We're nominated!" And I thought, "Okay, that's that's the peak. Like, no, that's that's how good it's gonna get." And then to find out that you that I, I won, and and some of the categories are like huge, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "What?" So it's it's been really really incredible. I'm extremely grateful. Uh, surreal. That's what I would say.
0: You know, we're only 10 minutes um, into this podcast and I already can feel like you are the embodiment of something that I always advise to anyone who comes to me and asks, how do you get where you want to be? And it's always just try. You know, like if there's an opportunity, just go for it. Even if you don't know whether you want this or not, just do it because you never know what would happen. Because that's that's what happened to me. Like if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, the story of how I got into radio, which is somebody just said, just send me a demo. I used to have horrible stage fright, but I was just like, yeah, why not? And here we are, you know, like you just sent your your music in for an award. You're just like, "Mm, well, we'll see. Oh well.
1: Are we, we all in? you won. Yeah! yeah.
0: <laughs> you never know! Yeah.
1: Like. 14-year-old me would not believe it. I was so afraid of using the microphone when I was singing. I was going to prove my mom wrong and say, I don't need a microphone when I'm doing a concert. I will sing to like 50,000 people without a microphone. And then I had to sing in front of 100 people without a microphone and I already died of like vocal Mm -hmm. (laughs) fatigue. So uh, you overcome your fears. Like I used to get really nervous. I think all of us have lots of fears. The one thing that I believe is you need to be passionate about what you do Mm -hmm. and oftentimes you may not know what your passion is but you just got to try like exactly what you said you just got to put yourself out there try little small experiences and from there it will lead you to this journey
0: that kind of brings me to like my next question right so you're doing so much and that's the thing you are achieving all of those things but at the end of the day you do need to kind of put yourself out there so where does social media come into all of this like how much focus are you putting on it like is there someone handling your social media for you
1: we have a team working with me on the content Mm -hmm. for social media but honestly social media is like a wild card for me I've yet to figure it out (laughs) like I am so like normal on tiktok and then suddenly yesterday my video blew up and like Ooh. so i was like whoa what's what's happening i didn't even notice it so like i uh, i just think social media is a good platform for you to connect with people and share with people what you're doing and also learn what other people doing as well one thing that I found really heartwarming about social media is the fact that I can get to know so much about what people are up to. Oftentimes, it's like comment and type and like, you know, hey, congrats, that's really, really cool. Or I'll react to their story. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm that annoying friend who like constantly like, hey, congrats, hey, congrats. But for me, it's, I, for me, it's nice because that's like the only chance I get to interact with most people. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm texting all of them all the time. So the best that I can do is like react to their Insta story or
0: I'm going to counter that you you could never be the annoying friend who does that because I feel like in a world especially in a world of social media where it can bring out a lot of negative emotions in a lot of people we all need more support and just that one message of just being like congrats that that acknowledgement
1: the fire emoji you know <laughs> yeah the
0: acknowledgement and recognition of like your success like sometimes unfortunately that's something that comes from strangers more than people you know i've noticed on social media so i don't think you could ever be annoying just by being congrats and you're right like sometimes that is the only time that we would get to connect it's like we've been friends on facebook for like what a year plus now? Yep, yeah, I think so. It would be kinda of weird to just be like every other week be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's just like when when I see you doing well, I'm happy for you and that's how we connect. And that's how that we I got you to come in for yeah. this podcast episode, right? Because if you weren't posting on social media, I would have no idea any of this was happening.
1: Yep, and social media is such a good platform for you to share about messages that are important to you. Yes. So like with my posts I hope to inspire people to find their passion. Or to follow their hearts because it's not easy choosing the part of becoming a singer-songwriter mm-hmm. um, when people expect you to be like an accountant or like, you know, I got a scholarship to study aerospace engineering, which I turned down because I'm like, I don't want to do Girl, that. is there
0: anything that you are not good at? That's the question right
1: now. I'm not good
0: at art. I mean, out of everything, I feel like that's, that's one thing. Like It's fine. It's fine. No, oh,
1: no, it's really bad whatever stickman I draw looks like it's always been run over even though it's oh my fully gosh. standing up so. same
0: you know sometimes <laughs> you play those games where you have to draw something and someone no. has to guess it I'm so bad at that I was yeah. drawing I was drawing a cow and somebody asked me if it was a sheep <laughs> that's how bad my art is Okay, Okay, so we can't be good at everything.
1: No, but yeah, it's scary to follow your passion. But I hope that through what we do, like you and I, that we inspire more people to find what makes them happy. I think it's important to follow your passion because there's so many things that you see in our industries Mm -hmm. that are more than just becoming a host and a singer. There's Mm -hmm. people who are working behind the scenes effortlessly and tirelessly to produce all our content, who are song arrangers, who are editors, who are digital designers, who are equally fulfilling jobs like I'm so I really love designing like I'm not I'm not a graphic designer expert I only Says use canva. the person no, no. who just said she's I not good okay, at Okay, art. sorry sorry I'm good at canva <laughs> Canva, like I will take the preset drawing already I can't draw I can I can design I cannot draw I'm not a graphic designer just putting it out there I can just design an impact report that's all I can do
0: so like through all of that creative stuff and of course these are the things that people are like yeah that's the one that you have to follow your passion and 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 um, follow your dreams. But the one post that stood out to me when you posted it was Harvard. Ah. Like, how many people do you know that went to Harvard? How did that happen? (laughs)
1: How did that happen? So um, right after I graduated high school, mm-hmm. um, like all 17-year-olds who are going to college, I was the one who didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got a scholarship to an international school. So I finished my secondary education there and I ended up uh, accidentally setting the high score for the examinations.
0: Accidentally, <laughs> accidentally love it. Okay. Because
1: that was my focus. My focus <laughs> was just keeping my scholarship. I didn't want to lose my scholarship. Not, so there was just a, positive byproduct from that and I was like I don't want to go to college I want to be a singer full-time mm-hmm. and this is way before uh, all my songs came out before songs started playing on international radio before all the awards this is just here I'm singing in a cafe to five people and two of those five people are my mom and sister so it's <laughs> very unmotivating we all have to start somewhere yeah. <laughs> your parents can be really like doubtful oh my god is this is gonna help and No matter what worries that my mom had, I'm so grateful that she put those worries aside and Mm -hmm. just had belief and faith in me and my dreams. So that was what I was doing. So for five years, I grew my career as a singer from ground up to where it is today. And I also was Ascendance's COO. And I think after five years, I was like, hmm, okay, how can I take Ascendance and my music to a global stage. Mm-hmm. And somebody was say, like, hey, you should try applying to Harvard. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to university. What are you talking about? And then they're like, no, you should apply to Harvard. I think it'll help you really make sense of all the experiences you learn and also help you level up yourself to the international platform so i'll like, say okay, okay i'll just apply and honestly the application process is nerve-wracking I mean, it's one of the world's best <laughs> uh, universities, yeah, but, right? but i was like like young and naive <laughs> a year ago and i was like this is easy peasy right because I, I i can do well in school i was like no it's so much hard work so <laughs> but i'm grateful for the process and after about a year of all the admissions process i i got in
0: a year of admissions yeah Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, literally.
0: To yeah, the whole process. Seriously, and, like you
1: never know like what's the result until like about a year later. So it's like so much of anxiety building up to that one decision if they approve your application or not.
0: That so. is intense. <laughs> yeah. So when you got in, are you doing like an online? thing? I'm doing their distance learning program, so that mm-hmm. enables me to
1: run Ascendance uh, here as well. At the same time, it enables me to connect with. Professionals From across the world So like Some of my classmates I mean not some All of them are really cool So some of them Are like Journalists at like The Washington Post And some of them Are like people At the Grammys And I'm like Oh my god So (laughs) You get to say you are classmates to yeah, them. Like, like what? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So but I it's it's really a wholesome experience because everything I learn is directly applied into the work that I'm doing with Ascendance and Music. So like whatever my lectures teaching this week suddenly will pop up in my work and I'll be like, Great, I get to apply what I learned. So it's no more about getting going to college to get a degree. Mm-hmm. It's going there to actually see what are the opportunities, what how can we learn and improve ourselves so that we can best contribute to our Work or passion?
0: Have you been to the campus at all yet?
1: So we will be going soon. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So I will be sure to send you pictures.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Like send videos, make TikToks. You know.
1: <laughs>
0: How long are you going to Harvard for? Like, oh, so we're going.
1: Uh, we're going uh, to the US for a couple of weeks. So we're planning a lot of interesting meetings and performances as well and I'm excited to finally be stepping foot on campus meeting all the amazing friends and professors Mm -hmm. and deans that I've been communicating with for so many months and over the past one year and a half. So it's very exciting.
0: When do you graduate from that?
1: I don't even know what year are we in now, Currently, What what year are we in (laughs) now? Oh, so like,
0: it's not like you have to take it for like these two years. Oh, no, yeah, no.
1: It's still a full-fledged degree. It's just Mm -hmm. that I get to do it in my own time and space, which makes sense because then I don't have to be cramming for semesters. But then again, Harvard's intensity is there. So there's no (sighs) such thing. Don't say. Yeah, (laughs) like this week alone, I have to read like 60 pages of things that I don't understand grasping to understand and that's just
0: a weekly commitment. It's not like it's Harry Potter, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, well, it sounds like you've got an exciting, like, couple of months ahead. So... One other exciting thing that happened was that you made prestigious annual list of Malaysia's 40 under 40. Yeah. I didn't really see the whole thing. Is the is the actual thing out yet? Or yes. it's just the nominations? The, the
1: list of people 40 under 40 is in, out already. And I'm so grateful to be one of the people recognised as Malaysia's young, innovative, successful and... Inspiring. Inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it. I read the headline. I was like, this is so long. I'm oh like, I'm so sorry. I'm blacking out. <laughs> Yeah,
0: because there's so much going on.
1: <laughs> I just know that it was a really cool experience. It's something that... so I'm just so lucky that it's happening now. And I got to be featured alongside my sister, which is also pretty, like, crazy.
0: That's one thing I wanted to ask you, because when I was on your social media, I see your sister is there as well. Yeah. What does your sister do?
1: She's the C- current CEO of Ascendance.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: she also is a 3 times TEDx speaker, and she's an what? author, and... Uh, uh, she's the vice president of the Wharton Undergraduate Entrepreneurship Club. So, if you think I'm much, my my sister it sets the bar higher.
0: <laughs> uh, and the next guest I need to have on this podcast <laughs> is your parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. how did they they raise two s- so like such successful daughters like at such a young age? Like, I'm honestly like genuinely blown away.
1: You uh, you have to thank my mom for that. She's a single mom who wow. did this all on her own. So it can be like pulling your hair out to have two kids wow. who are chasing everything. <laughs>
0: auntie hats, like hats off to you. <laughs> oh, yo, She going like... to cry.
1: She needs say auntie. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really though, it, it's been hard. Like with mm-hmm. all the successes, as much as it's nice to be uh, featured, to be recognized for your work, it's still tough. Like you're still having two kids going to university. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have to constantly think about how are we funding the tuition fees how are we funding my music so it's something that we need everybody's help because being a single mom having two kids like we do a lot but there's still a lot of things Mm -hmm. behind the scene lots of expenses to cover as
0: well so oh for sure that's something I think like a lot of people don't see as well like we always see what's happening like the the actual activities and the success but There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, like a lot of money has to be spent, like going to the US, like one ticket is how much, you know, like things like that. And I feel like that's something that with this podcast as well, I'm trying to bring out into the open because a lot of people want to do the glam. They want to be the singer. They want to be the radio announcer. They want to be in front of the camera, but they don't necessarily see all the work that has to go on mm-hmm. before that or during, you know, like the, the hours that you yeah. have to put in, the the amount of money that you need to spend. Like, people see, oh, you're getting paid this much, but how much yes. of this much is going into, you know, and this recycling much, it? Yeah,
1: and this much may only be like one tenth or one twentieth of what you need in a month to sustain. Yes. So, like, it's really important because it's, a, that's why I say it's a team effort. Like, and even then, the team is doing their best, they're working long hours too so Mm -hmm. that's something that like the three of us my mom, sister and I that were hoping like you know kind people would support us so like one of the things I started was doing like a Patreon page to actually fund my studies at Harvard at the same time fund the music production that I do as well so Mm -hmm. like it's, it's great that I get to release songs but as i'm sure you know as well music also costs a lot of money to produce yes. i've not seen a 5 ringgit guitar like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and like everything it all comes back to dollar sign cuz that's the world we live in currently and mm-hmm. i i hope we change that mm-hmm. but at the moment it's not and that's the reality that we have to face so
0: yeah and that- it's it's also true that you get what you pay for right like if you want like really good production like quality stuff like it's going to cost more like you can put out music that's Probably like cost five times less than other people do, but it's it's going to sound like you Mm -hmm. paid five times less than other people have, you know, like it's it's a struggle like going into any industry. I think if you want to go into music, if you want to have like your own thing, everything you will have days that you struggle and you will have to overcome a lot of different challenges and try and figure out things that probably no one around you knows, because Mm -hmm. if you're going to be the pioneer, you have to figure this out for yourself to pave the way for the people that come behind yeah. you right and i feel like that's that's just something that i f- i feel we need to make more obvious to yeah. to to the upcoming generation because we always see the end product yeah yeah and that's 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 something i have spent a lot of time talking to especially like sometimes we, we give talks to like the uni students and stuff that's this is something i find that comes up again and again and again yeah, so it's, it's good that if you are with your movement and everything, like all these things come out. Yeah, and yeah. It's,
1: it's still, it's still it's constantly working towards it every single day. It's mm-hmm. not like you get one corporate partner and you can like kick your feet back and relax. <laughs> sure. It's like that doesn't even cover like 10 kids. You got to start figuring out how can you uh, increase the amount of impact you have by getting more people on board with your idea, more corporate, more kind people, everyday people as well. So yeah, I think that's something that, should be talked about more, like like hold up, like generally living as an adult is already expensive. Oh my like, gosh! Paying yes. all my expenses, I'm like, yo, my company, my mom paid for all of this for so many years. <laughs> I hate
0: adulting like with a passion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm like, I want to go for a movie now. I have to think, you know, can't go for five movies. Last time we used to, like my mom would take us out, go to movies. <laughs> yeah. Like when we were younger, you know, she'll take us here and there. Now I'm like, <gasps> I want to buy the twin seat or like, you know, the popcorn. Or I must think twice, you know. You wanna... have to decide which yeah, one you yeah. want to watch more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, it's a nice journey. At the same time, I think it's important that the public supports
0: mm-hmm.
1: people that you care about. So that means if you see someone on social media... Uh, someone that you've been following and if you can support them by either sharing their music mm-hmm. or going a step further and like uh, pledging on their Patreon or like recommending them to your company, maybe they can give a talk or set up a meeting. These are all important things that don't actually, they're not hard to do, but they really go a long way in the person's life. Like. Yeah.
0: I think for real though, like we always think support means money, mm-hmm. but it's not just that. Like, you know, everything plays a part. There will be people who are able to pledge money, but if you're not able to like sharing, like just putting it out there so maybe the right people who can afford to support monetarily can see it. Cuz if not like how would we know? Yeah. It's always how would we know? How would you know about anything if it wasn't word of mouth? And everybody's share like even like liking, even yes. like just even commenting telling your, Yeah, telling reporting. your friends, "Hey, have you seen this girl? You know, like it's amazing." Like all of that really does help in a bigger way than you probably think
1: it's, it's coming back to what we spoke about earlier how social media is a good form to interact yes. and support people it's just about going that little extra mile like if you see your friend looking good in a photo just tell them hey yeah. you look great it, like it doesn't have to be something big or if you see them like going through a downtime just commenting and saying hey i hope you get through it if you need anything let me know mm-hmm. or if you see someone who's saying who's going to have like an event and they need like help to share word about it, to just repost it. So it's like going the extra mile, which you wouldn't even think twice about because it takes less than five seconds of your day, mm-hmm. but it makes a huge, huge difference to the person that you're supporting.
0: Yeah, I feel like that. that's that's also what I was um kind of like hinting at earlier on. It's like you do this for other people, you know, you do this for strangers. When you see an event that you want to go to and you share it, you're supporting that person. So... When we look at our friends things usually we see it through different eyes and we don't really think about oh it's just support.
1: Sometimes we're shy, you know, you don't want to yeah. comment on your friend's post and you know like it's shy what my friend think but actually your friend would be so grateful for it. Yeah.
0: And sometimes we don't we don't understand like how how much that means, you know, because it's just a friend Why oh she's doing this today. Okay, scroll. Yeah. Okay, scroll. But if you just stopped and like said oh, she's doing this today. That's pretty cool. Let me show my followers. Yeah. Even if you only have 100 followers, like that's 100 people that wouldn't have seen it. Two followers. Yeah. I'm sure people would appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. But you were mentioning earlier on, like if a corporation comes in yeah. to like support monetarily or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I personally struggle with as well. So, being so young and having to deal with corporate, how do you handle situations where you have a decision or you have an opinion, but maybe it doesn't match up with these older, more powerful, richer, you know, men or women? And how do you make your opinion known and try and work around the conflict, maybe?
1: I would say this one, I have to say thank you to my mentor, mm-hmm. Lango, be- uh because one thing that he's always reminded us is to stand by your idea even though you may not have the support but if you just stand firm by your idea and your beliefs especially if it's to impact people's lives positively people will come around so as much as ascendance has like big corporate partners this year so it's such a big thing but this didn't happen overnight this is like seven years of rejection from so many people like we would go up to people and like you know you should invest in the young they're going to be your future workforce you're going to be their future customers or employees you know you should work with ascendance and they would be like uh, but can you give me leads we're like n- uh no because that's not why we're doing this program for mm-hmm. the kids we want to make sure that they get the best mm-hmm. so there's a lot of times we had to turn people down even though they were willing to monetarily support just because it was not aligned with our objectives but the good thing is people come around or the right people will come around and we have our current corporate partners who are amazing they understand the value of working with the young to encourage new ideas, to develop them so that the future is better. You have leaders in the future who are ready to change the world. It will come around. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I can't say no because it can be frustrating to be like, you're talking A, they're talking like Q, and you're Mm -hmm. like, what's happening? But um, like you said, hard work is key. Uh, Just going out there and keep trying until you get it right. That's something that I learned from my Mm co-founders.
0: And if I'm understanding correctly, that means also not being afraid to say no.
1: Uh, yeah, like I think initially we were like, like, should we compromise our ethics? Uh, and our mentors always reminded us, no, like, stick to what you believe in. The good work will come around, and we've been grateful. We have so many individual people like saying, you know what? I have extra money to spare every month. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna make sure that kids can attend your program through this. And we're like, wow, that's money you could be using to spend on yourself, spend mm-hmm. on your family, and here you are supporting kids you don't even know from like states in Sarawak, in Kadah, in Johor, so. Such mm-hmm. people exist, and that makes what we do so worth it.
0: Okay, I think that's a that's a good one because, like, I mean, even until now, I think that's one thing that we all kind of struggle with with like saying no, because you're like, if I say no to this, what if nothing else? What if comes I lost? Along? Yeah. What if I lost something? Right. Yeah, and I think like you like living that example and being able to show. That you know you overcame it and like what what you're doing now it's 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 really good. Um I guess we've we've spoken about almost everything that you've <laughs> you've got going on right now. Did I miss anything?
1: I I, I think you did. It. I have no idea. I, I bet I missed something. <laughs> no no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet there's something else that she's doing that's amazing. I and mean, when she leaves, like two days later, she's gonna post about it. I'll be like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> But it is a lot. It is a lot. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have to cover this in another episode in the future because I see a lot more things coming to you. So the one thing that I want you to leave for the listeners of this podcast and honestly, for me as well.
1: You're so sweet, by the way. This has been such a lovely conversation. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's an interview, I would say it's a conversation.
0: Yeah, there's so much more I want to ask you. But, you know, time constraints and all. But the one thing that I really want to learn from you actually is how do you handle your time management? Because you do have a lot going on and they're in all different things. Like they're linked, but not really. I know you have a team, but that doesn't discount the amount of work and discipline that you need to put into it. So what would you advise the listeners if they wanted to take on more more than two things at once, for instance?
1: First of all, I'm blushing for those who can't see because <laughs> I, w- I really have to emphasize it's not me. I'm really not good at managing my time or prioritizing things. I would rather scroll on Instagram for like an hour than Same. To do my work. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have those days. I think what helps me is working with people who are good at what they do. Like I may be good at design and some people may be good with time management. And I'm really glad that my manager and team helped me to get that sorted out. And how am I able to like follow through the plan, like follow through the schedule that I have is because I am really really passionate about everything that I do so even if it's studying ESG reporting at Harvard or doing operations with Ascendance or producing songs working with other youngsters like everything is something that I'm passionate about it's long it's tiring hours but it's heartwarming when you see how your work has impacted people like youngsters come up to us and say hey I didn't know Ascendance a year ago but through the work Ascendance has done i started believing in myself more I started participating in competitions I ended up representing my state in some competitions and we're like wow we managed to do that like have other people be like interested in their studies or interested in their passion and they're becoming fulfilled and holistic individuals Mm -hmm. so when you're passionate about something then it's no longer work it's
0: that's true
1: things that you enjoy doing
0: so what does a normal day look like for you? <laughs> There's no such thing as a normal day huh? <laughs> okay, like what what time do you usually like wake up and go to bed and
1: So every semester is different based on the classes mm-hmm. so, uh, this semester, I have a class that starts at 5.30. I have a class that starts at 7.30. A.M.? Yes, a. Oh, m. my
0: God. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: but anyway, so up for classes. And then sometimes we got to go to schools. So that means driving to the schools. Sometimes the schools are in like Kelantan or Pahang or mm-hmm. like Tengganu. So we have to stay overnight there. So doing the classes while you're there. So we do school briefings. Uh, there's a lot of meetings with the team. So... I'm the advisor of Ascendance now. So sometimes they need to check with me in reports or they need to check with me on applications, or official letters. So it's working with that. And then I also teach music performance classes because I want to support myself and sustain myself so that it reduces the burden on my mom. So I had to teach people music performance and then at night, I sometimes have dinner at peace. If not, I'm multitasking and like reading an assignment and eating dinner. Uh, sometimes it's lovely because I have to have dinner with all of us at the table at home and like we get to talk and enjoy. So those are the epic, precious moments. And then more homework because there's a lot of homework at Harvard. Okay, imagine. Uh, and then sleep.
0: <laughs> so what time would sleep usually happen for you?
1: Um, I try to sleep before midnight, but most times I sleep at one. But, okay. Yeah so since it is 2022 and post on social media yeah oh my god that takes a lot of time by the way I have to I have to debunk this myth I feel like people think I'm just gonna post a picture and caption it takes 5 minutes it takes me a good 30 minutes if I'm efficient then there's times it takes me about an hour to post everything up everywhere it's a lot a lot content is is a lot of work a lot
0: like one TikTok video people are like oh you just post on TikTok it's about editing time yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: just posting time takes about half an hour to 45 minutes editing takes another half an hour to 45 minutes minutes and then you Mm -hmm. go and actually shoot the stuff that takes another 30 to 45 minutes so it's three hours for three seconds of your like so yes
0: this this I 100% relate to because like honestly handling especially so many platforms right now it's it can get overwhelming you know social media can get very overwhelming so definitely I think this is one thing that I've been trying to do which I haven't been able to yet bulk recording you know like bulk curating your content, like putting aside one day to like film a bunch of stuff so you can like slowly put it out. It's really hard. Like I, I'll i do it and then I'll be like, okay, the next two weeks are done. And then I just don't do anything. And then I'm like, oh no, I got nothing to post today.
1: <laughs> I can do bulk watching. Like I can oh. watch two hours of content at ease bulk recording I haven't got there
0: (laughs) but with all of that like I feel like it's 2022 so I gotta ask you what about self-care oh self-care is so important
1: for me I'm such a big foodie so food always is at the top of my list to make sure that everything tastes good and like you know I eat my favorite food I think that's important tacos always on the top of my list
0: (laughs) we gotta go for tacos yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally uh, spending time with family—that's another big thing on my list. So I have time to go visit my grandparents every week. I get to have like lunch with them, and I get to eat my grandma's cooking. So it's like, and I get to have conversations with them, and you know, they update me about what they're doing, and I update them what I'm doing. So spending time with people you love, like my teammates, my family—that's uh, what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. So that—that's my self-care, and like writing songs and just playing the piano without having to worry about if this song's gonna be a hit. Just just writing for the sake of writing, cause it's a passion.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can do so much and still have time to, like, take care of yourself. I think somehow, unless you're, like, you know, tricking us and you've got more than 24 hours in a day, I think you've <laughs> I- got this down. <laughs> time turning, Yeah, you know, like, I wish back. I had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think you are doing really well, obviously. Thank you. I like, still have a
1: long way to go. I'm not <laughs> anywhere near... As hardworking as you think I am. And
0: I think it, it's true. Like, we can't do anything by ourselves. Like, it yes. always takes a village. Um, kudos a to your village. team.
1: Yes, it takes a village. Kudos
0: to your manager over here who, like, <laughs> you know, really, really, I can tell just by the few messages that we've had really takes care of you and, like, has your best interests at heart. And I think that is the number one tip, right? Looking for the, the best team for you.
1: If I could just, like, wrap this up. Looking for a team doesn't mean to find a team that can help you achieve your goals. It's being part of a team that you're happy in. It's being part of a group of people that inspire you to work harder. At the same time, it's being part of a team that you can contribute back. Like like it comes back to my point of not always being the forefront. Like there are times I'm spending my nights up doing slides for somebody else. I have my own things to do, but helping people out editing videos, reviewing content for other people or whatever that I'm good at that makes me part of the team. If everybody's just helping me, I think that's what the misconception is. They, people think like the team works for me. No, we all work f- to help out each other. And that's how we're all able to grow so far. It's because we're not counting like, oh, I worked for you four hours today. Now you owe me four hours. And like if we do that, I think it wouldn't be a team anymore. So we've really transformed the meaning of team into family. So we like have a mega family who's working on all of this, but it's actually just a group of passionate people who are driven by the same cause.
0: Wow. I feel like that's the perfect place to end this, actually. Like, that kind of really sums up this entire episode. Find your community. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, find your community, find your tribe, and, like, things will work out. Things will fall into place. Well, thank you so much, Hira. I can't wait to see what else you've got coming up because I know you've got secrets that you're not telling us yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All in due time. All in due time. (laughs) Thank you, Calista. that has been great.
0: The C Word with Calista.